The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, Book 2, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Welcome to Foundational Missions Leadership Moment. Join your host, Scott McClelland of FX Missions, as he deep dives into the lives of leaders to glean secrets that will propel today's leaders to new heights. Here's Scott. Hi, Scott McClelland here for your FX Missions Leadership Moment podcast. Thanks for being with us. We truly appreciate your desire to improve, strengthen, and expand your leadership capacity. And our hope is that we can help encourage you in that regard for the sake of the King and His kingdom. Really appreciate you being here. Let someone know about the Leadership Moment podcast. If you haven't, see if you can encourage them along their journey of growing in leadership. We're excited today to be joined by Lauren Roth. Lauren, good morning. Good morning. Is it morning in Ottawa, Canada right now? It is. It's <laughs> in the morning. I thought so, but I think you're probably, it's, is it, what time zone are you in? Eastern. Okay, Eastern. Wow. You're more awake than I am then. <laughs> <laughs> I need one more coffee. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm mostly awake by now. Thank you very much for being here, Lauren. It's been a while since I think we've talked, but I'm so excited to have you on here. Lauren, what what do you do? That's a big question, I realize. <laughs> and what what do you like? What do you do? What do you like to do? And 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 what do you hope we don't talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I am a mom, I'm a wife, I'm very actively involved in our local church and our community. And I'm also I also serve as the international director for Adventive Cross-Cultural Initiatives, which we mm. usually refer to as ACCI, which mm. is a mission-sending organization. So we send out folks all around the world to serve. Wow. So that sounds like several big roles. <laughs> That's, uh, yes. wow. Yeah. ACCI, Adventive Cross-Cultural Initiatives. At the end of the podcast, obviously, I'll, we'll, we'll wrap up uh, and give some details about how to reach out to you with any questions or know more about ACCI. But I think that uh, website is, is it ACCCI? It's Adventive.ca. Adventive.ca. Yeah. Yeah. Adventive's a real word. It is. It's a Uncommon, I'd say, but yeah. which is good. Yeah. yeah. It's a and botanical term, actually. It's a taking a plant and introducing it into a new environment. Wow. You guys are so creative over there. That, I, I can't take the, the credit for that. That was set in place by the board of directors at the very beginning. So they okay. were 
Very cool. Well, where do, where do you guys have some missionaries? Just uh, something comes to mind. I know you're in a number of countries and yeah. you've got members that you, you guys take care of and, and support and send and all those things. What, yeah. what comes to mind when, when we talk about that? We Well, we have about roughly 85, depending on short-termers, which come and go. I would say on average about 85 long-term, short-term folks around the world um, in countries in almost every part of the world, all over Asia. We have Thailand and we have one that's actually just recently left China. We have folks in New Zealand. We have folks in Burundi and Italy and France and Slovenia. We have folks all over doing a wide variety of different things. Excellent. Well, we'll have to get you back on the from the forefront podcast to talk in more detail about your missions work and the missions work of ACCI. Please uh, mark me down for that. We'll double back. But today we're talking about leadership. And when I'd reached out to you, you, you said that were, were a couple of people you had been inspired by or someone you had that had informed your perspective on leadership. Now, I don't know who those are. You said a few came to mind, so I'm excited to find out who those are. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about your concept. When I mention leadership to you, what does that mean? Hmm. It's been a journey for me trying to learn what that is, to be honest. I think I came I came into leadership green. I came I was in my last year of Bible school at at Bethany College of Missions, it was called at the time, and Tony Hedrick, whom I know you know, was one of my professors and had invited me on my last year to come on as his assistant. He's just started this new missions organization called ACCI. Would I be his assistant? So I came on green at the ripe old age of 21 and (laughs) and stepped in as the executive assistant to ACCI, and Tony was the executive director. Mm. To be honest, I knew nothing about leadership. Well, very little. I shouldn't say nothing. I had held leadership roles in school and in youth group growing up, but not to this extent. So it's definitely been a journey. And in the more recent years, I'm I turned 40 in December. And probably congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it's taken a while, but the Lord did a radical shift in me probably about two and a half, two and a half years ago. I felt the Lord really meet me in a very real way and began to challenge m- my view of myself as a leader, how I approach leadership, but also how I approached him and others, it kind of all encompassing. And um, I felt he really challenged it to a much more humble place and a much more intimate place. So mm-hmm. I would say in the last two and a half years or so, there's been a radical shift in how I approach leadership. And most of that would stem from, I felt the Lord invited me into a very intentional setting aside of my life and my schedule to meet and and it almost feels excessive sometimes mm-hmm. but to ha- give excessive amounts of time of sitting at his feet and to lead from that place so in the mm-hmm. last few years that's what I've been much more intentional to do and 
And I've noticed a huge shift in me um, and how I lead. Probably my husband has noticed a shift just in the way that I probably even interact with him. I've noticed a shift in how I interact with my kids. Um, I haven't asked my staff, but that might be a good question to ask them. I wonder if they've noticed a shift. I don't know. I should ask them. So. Yeah. I got to say that's refreshing to hear. And I think, you know, the invitation is open, right? The, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I'm humble and gentle and you will find rest. So, you know, we come to him and we get rest and then we learn how to find rest in that engagement, you know, in that yoke with him. Absolutely. Our perspective about bearing responsibility, burdens, if you will, you know, gets transformed. Sounds like you're, you had a good outcome there from, (laughs) from that. Absolutely. I, yes, (laughs) very much. Powerful. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I gotta say, once again, the invitation is open, you know, for all of us that have responsibilities The Lord wants to share those responsibilities with us, and he wants us to share his responsibilities as well. So I feel like that is going to be really impactful. There's an invitation there that is open. Wow. I'm feeling it here, Lauren. Thank you. (laughs) Do you mind if I just make a comment of one more thing about that? Is that okay? Please, please. I... The invitation came, I felt like it's probably good to say the invitation came because I had reached my ceiling and I was aware that in almost every area of my life, I was not doing as well as I wanted to do. And I had kind of reached what I felt. It literally felt like I stood up one day and my head hit the ceiling and all of a sudden I took a step back and I thought, I don't know how to go any further. I, I've reached the end of myself. I have nothing left to give. And it was in different areas of ministry. It was within my marriage. It was within in personal, like in almost in family. And, and it wasn't any one thing. It was just, it was me. You know, mm-hmm. nothing was in crisis. My marriage wasn't in crisis. My ministry was in crisis. My family was not in crisis. I think it was actually just the Lord's grace that I, he brought me to the place where I just felt like I, I have nothing left to give. What do I do? And I, I remember sitting in, I had gotten up early. I'm a morning person. So I get up ridiculously early and I, (laughs) and I was sitting in the dark. I didn't even want the light on. I was just feeling so ashamed and so afraid of the fact that I didn't know where to go, how to go forward. How do I, where do I go from here when I've come to the end of myself? What's left? And I remember I was sitting there in the dark with the Lord and I said, Lord, I don't have anything left. What is it you want of me? And, and that was in that moment, I felt like the Lord whispered to me, that's beautiful. I love that. And I felt like, He washed over me his truth in that moment of, I've been waiting for this, Lauren. I've been waiting for you to come to this point. And I'm here and I'm ready and I'm sitting with you. And it, and 
there wasn't much more than that in that moment. Later on, as I began to seek the Lord, I think he opened up more. But that was exactly what I needed in that moment. He affirmed that I don't know that I'd ever been more beautiful, Scott, to him than I was in that moment. And that mm-hmm. moment of complete vulnerability. And I get weepy even when I talk about it because I felt like it was one of the rare times that I encountered with awe and with reverence and with wonder. It it became so clear how beautiful and how great he is and how small I am in comparison. And it wasn't a place of shame anymore that, oh, I'm such a little me. It was a place of, he's enough. I'm not, but he is. Mm. And so for me, it was one of the first moments that I think I encountered his glory in a very, very personal, intimate, and deep way, which is often not how glory is talked about glory, the Shekinah glory is often talked about in much, you know, bigger, grander, mm-hmm. you know, seeing God face to face Moses kind of moments. And for me, it was a very personal, very intimate that it was that Hagar experience of, of God meeting Hagar in the desert. And she's mm-hmm. naming that place, that ultra point in her life, the God, this is El Shaddai Roy, the God who sees me. It was a, that kind of a moment for me. Wow. Thank you. That was powerful. And I think we sensed the power of what, you know, in part of what you were sensing in that moment and hearing you tell it, we get a a feel for just the nearness of the Lord and also (laughs) how you can be surrounded by him, you know, in these types of engagements and these types of experiences, I'm a real fan of, you know, that type of engagement. And there have been times when I've had very, you know, significant engagements like the one you're talking about. I'm mm-hmm. so thankful for those. Oh, please God. Yeah, they change us and they change our, they don't necessarily change our circumstances, but they change our chemistry, you know, yeah. they change the us that yeah. approaches our circumstances, and the me that approaches my circumstances. So very, very beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's going to be session one of the leadership moment with Lauren Roth, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll. All right. But don't go away because we've got a couple of other sessions coming up and we're doing great right now. We're having an awesome time. So we're going to profile some leaders with you. I mean, you told me you had some people that came to mind. Who's the first one that you want to talk about in terms of leadership that's informed your perspective and that's, you know, helped you along your your journey? Well, to be honest, I have many that came to mind. And so it was in what season of my life do I want to, you know, because in every season there seems to be new ones. And my first thought was actually Moses, because that's who, after the Lord spoke to me and I sat with the Lord in that place, I I had such an intense desire to, to see the Lord face to face like Moses. Thank you for joining Scott with today's Leadership Moment. 
We hope you've apprehended an inspirational nugget or two that, when activated in your own life, will be imparted into those you lead. You may contact Scott at scott at fxmissions.com. Visit fxmissions.com to learn more about how you can grow your own leadership and engage in missions. Until next time, good day, everyone. 